Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Variety and iHeart podcast, The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Coming up on today's show, a very special guest. I've got Selena Gomez. I caught up with Gomez over Zoom from her home in Los Angeles to talk about her new single, Ice Cream with Blackpink, why she's urging her young fans to vote, and what she's learned about herself since being under quarantine. But you know what? We had a lot more to talk about. Did you know that Gomez is currently producing 16 different projects? She's also launched her own beauty line, and she's set to star in a Hulu series with comedy legends Steve Martin and Martin Short. So stick around. You don't want to miss Selena Gomez on today's The Big Ticket. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's Selena Gomez. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's <laughs> as good as, as you can. You know, every day you got to take it day by day. You do. So I want to thank you for something. Yay! I got my yeah. ice cream. Is it, is it my flavor? <laughs> yes, it's your flavor. Good. Do you like it? Yes. Well, first uh, of all... I. I love serendipity. My first boyfriend in college worked at the one in Boston. Like really? we we knew the guys who started serendipity. Oh, that's so that's amazing. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, it just has so much history. It's my mom and I went there the first time when I ever went to New York and it became a little bit of our tradition. Yeah, and a truck showed up in my apartment today. <laughs> a big pink ice cream truck blaring yeah. a song. Come a little closer because you look at it's the perfect song like it's the song we need right now it's definitely a joyful thing and even being a part of it it brought me joy hopefully what everybody else will kind of get from it because i just want in those moments for people to feel good and you know i'm a seven-year-old sister and she's it's just to see her dancing to it. And, you know, it's like she hasn't been able to go to school and just seeing how much fun, you know, it can be. It was a highlight. It was such a highlight. So how did you get involved with Blackpink? Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? How did it all happen? Well, actually, it's kind of mutual because we, uh, we were under different umbrellas under the label. So this was super exciting when they sent me the song. And, um, and I was like, should I do it? Should I do it? And it was, I love Blackpink and I've been obsessed with them. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm nervous, but okay. Cause it is something that's stepping out of my zone a little bit, but it was just the best time. And the girls were great. I mean, so fun. Did you do the video separate? Was the video done during quarantine? So how yes. did you do it? So they were in Korea and they were doing their cut. And um, yeah, we were here in Los Angeles. It was very intense COVID. Um, security it, feel, it feels like and you feel safe for sure but it's it's nice to know that we're, we're keeping everyone safe so i'm bummed i couldn't be with them but it's okay so let's talk about some of the lyrics so you sing i know that my heart could be so cold but i'm sweet for you come put me in I, a cone I hate when people read out lyrics. I'm like, that's just not, it just sounds so different. Yes, I can say that. All right. So how do I approach that? No, the song was actually, that was the first line. Um, or of my verse. 
So it kind of goes into the theme of what the song is. But yes, it's a little scant. Because <laughs> then there's, you could double dip, because I know you like me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. It's awkward. <laughs> it's your song. It's no, it's so much fun. My husband's obsessed with it. He was doing TikTok videos this morning with your ice cream. Yes. That's goals. <laughs> How much fun is it to hook up with a new group like Blackpink? This is, you know, K-pop obviously is something that America is getting, uh, embracing more. Mm -hmm. And how much fun is it, you know, these four strong women who are just like giving it all? They, uh, I have so much respect for them. Their work ethic and how much they put into what they do is, is pretty remarkable. So kind of seeing the crossover has been really interesting at the same time for, for both of us, right? You know, having each of us got to go into that world together. So I just think because it was different, it was something that I, why I was even more excited. Your cooking show, which of course is so much fun. How did it come about? Did you have a cooking show planned? Did you want to do one or is it just really out of this pandemic? It was actually just during quarantine. You know, I had just moved into my house and it was something that, I, I mean, I had this like dream kitchen for the first time, you know? And so I was like, I, mean, I just imagined making meals and doing all of that. And I realized I only know how to cook like five things. So <laughs> I thought it would be really fun. My, my grandparents are living with me and, you know, we've had conversations with multiple people and we found the right team. HBO Max was awesome. And yeah, we're stepping into another season, which is super exciting because it's like not really work, but I just laugh at myself the whole time. So how, how did it come about? Did like a whole crew come in in hazmat suits and set everything up? No, actually, they I wasn't quite living there yet. So mm -hmm. they came about four days before I was coming in. They set up these cameras everywhere in my house and... Um, and kind of like a tented village was outside of my house. So I technically never came in contact. I put my own mic on and the whole thing, except the people I was quarantining with. So it was, it was pretty, it's pretty weird because I had all of it just, and then it was just a voice box being like, that's great. Can we do it again? And I'm like, <laughs> just like, where does it come from? It's, uh, it's fun, but I'm super excited. Were you, did your grandparents help with production? I know they get in the show a little bit, but have they been helping in production? They don't help in production, no. I mean, I almost <laughs> burned my house down and like nobody came in. I was like, cool. <laughs> Luckily, I just pulled it out and got lucky. How weird is it to be, you know, you're used to being on sets where it's, you know, a gazillion people to do one simple job and all of a sudden it's just you in this bubble talking to someone on a monitor. Well, I'll say uh, specifically to the cooking show, we have, it's almost a TV monitor and the cameras that I get from their view is the front and then over the cooking board and et cetera. So I think that kind of helped with this situation because it was bigger and we also did. So I felt like I was <laughs> with them because it's us in the room, no one else. And I actually enjoyed it. I don't think I would enjoy it, though, if it were a film set or anything 
as far as that television, I think it's easy and feels nice when you don't have anyone around, but I kind of need people when I'm doing <laughs> other things. Now we have to take a short break, but when we return, Gomez opens up about getting more political and why she's urging her young fans to vote. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Selena Gomez. So what have you learned about yourself in quarantine? Everyone has seemed to be learning things about themselves. I think it's natural, right? Um, I don't know. Jeez. It's... It's definitely the most time I've spent on my own, probably mm-hmm. since I was 16. Um, and I think that scared me at first. That was super uncomfortable. More so the anxiety I was carrying because of everyone or everything that was happening. And so I I felt like I got the opportunity to learn a lot about my country in ways that I never have before and I think that's one of the plus sides of of having this attention around something that's so important because I didn't know and it was very it was very upsetting and it's confusing so I think along with that I just feel like I've gained some sense of knowledge and a sense of like I feel good about saying what I'm saying and I feel good about what I'm standing by and I'm not going to let other opinions, you know, conduct what I feel personally. Because your Instagram, I love how you gave Stacey Abrams takeover Raquel Willis. Why was that important for you? It felt necessary to, to give that platform what I have to someone else who has experienced it. So mm. it was almost disingenuous if I was going to post something in like give the, you know, credit to so-and-so. It's, it's, I wanted people to hear it from them and from multiple categories of the industry and of the government. And it's been a lot. And I wanted that to be a moment. So honestly, it's just not, it was a no-brainer for me. I think that we, we're continuing to do what we can as far as everything I'm, I'm a part of to be aware if I'm a part of a shoot, seeing who's there, making sure that it's diverse, making sure I feel like everyone's in it together, you know, because I, I don't think I've ever felt more divided in my life, and it's uh, really unfair. Do you remember when you were starting out, when you, did you see women who looked like you, who were making those decisions, women who are Latina, women of color? Or did you find yourself, you know what? I'm the only person of color in this room. Um, I think, um, you know, I started really young. So even the TV show, actually, I had um, I had a Latin mom. And we, we had a little of that peppered in. But I just, I think that every now and then, it's almost 
like you can't really tell, you know, it's, and that can be, that can be a conversation sometimes where it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, of course I'll lay in the sun or I'll, you know, be doing something and maybe I'll have that look, but it wasn't even about that. It was just like how my, how the stories my family told me. And then beyond that, just knowing the names and, and the words that people call other human beings, by the way, which is mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous. Um, cause we all bleed, you know, we all just, this is, this is who we are. Humans. So I'm not sure if I answered that. But, you did. Yeah. You did. did. Do you have hope for the country? 1000%. Why is that? Uh, that's something I'll never let go. I'll never mm. let go of the hope for our country. Um, that's part of the reason why I was talking to my friend and she sent me something and statistically it was saying that my generation, maybe younger, um, has, is, has shown less interest in voting than ever. Mm. And, and I, and I just like, it didn't make sense because to me, this is our future. Like this is, this is what's going to happen. And we are, if anything, I was like, why wouldn't we be more motivated to do that? And that makes me sad. So it's like, mm. I almost just the other day I was, I made a video for myself and just said that this is our time to be a part of the change. And this is a part of our kids and our kids' kid. And it just, I have a seven-year-old sister. I'm imagining the world that she's growing up in. I don't think I'll ever lose hope. I really don't. So let's take a little fun turn. Steve Martin and Martin Short. (laughs) What a turn. (laughs) How wild is that? How did that come about? It was so crazy. Uh, so I got sent the script. And I was going to audition. I read the script. I fell in love with it multiple reasons. Not only do I have like an obsession with, you know, mystery, crime, scary movie things. Like, I've been very vocal about that. <laughs> And um, so it was right up my alley for sure. And I had no doubt in my mind that I would be excited to audition. And I actually ended up taking a phone call with, you know, the producers and some of the writers and uh, director. And they actually just, after a conversation with me, gave me the part, which which was really nice because they hate auditioning. And so I think our, because I was so connected to the content and I already basically am this character in a way, I got the part. So we will be shooting that. And um, I couldn't be more excited because I, I, I think it's also going to bring a lot of joy to people. I mean, I was on a Zoom with Steve and Marty and I'm like, we're not going to get any work done like at all because <laughs> they are just so quick and they're back and forth and it's going to be such a fun experience. Do you know when you're going to start shooting? It'll be fall. Yeah. yeah. But we're making sure everything is is proper. It's it's a whole thing and we respect it very much. So we're taking it seriously. And this is your return to television. I'm sure scripts have been thrown at you a lot over the years. I, yeah, but I'm, just, <laughs> I'm yeah, I am really, I think that's what I told my friends. I was like, I haven't been doing this for so long and I'm so excited. So even just the way a set smells, it's 
my obsession. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's gonna it's going to be so fun to step into a, di- a different world. And of course, your makeup line. Tell yeah. Us, yeah. How, how do you even begin to develop a makeup line? How well, did, like about two and a half years. Wow. So I'm not, not saying it was yesterday. <laughs> this um, this was this was actually something that organically happened. Yeah, about two and a half years ago, um, we had the conversation about something in the beauty space. And what I what I felt like before I even stepped into that conversation, everything that I think of is already in the mind of my consumers or to me, my fans. I'm thinking already what they would feel and how they feel. And I'm I'm a place that, or I'm a community. I like to be a safe place for people to tell me their insecurities and tell me what they're walking through. And that was a huge part of of what this brand was going to be. It started just with how it was going to look, how it was going to be. Then it was immediately how it was going to feel. And as far as just like cruelty-free, vegan, it's all, it's something that was super important for us to get across. And um, and then it just, I think from there, it turned into something that was great. And then we added the mental health fund. And, and I believe no matter what people say, that it does have a connection to your mental health, your how you see yourself, how you maybe think differently. I mean, people say all the time, like I'll say to my friends, like, I wish, I wish you could see just this much of what I see. And sometimes we mm-hmm. need to be reminded of that. So, um, yeah, that that's, I think that's why I felt like the two um, went well together. And I knew that it was just going to be on, be beyond me. And how amazing is it when those fans say to you, thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for saying things that I've thought. Yeah. And that's all I honestly think. If you know me, that's that's generally who I am. <laughs> how much do you love being a producer? Um, a, I do love it. It was really interesting in the beginning. You know, I think I learned a lot from 13 Reasons and... Um, and then moving on more and more, I started to feel a lot, a lot of comfort. And being on the other side has been, it's been really fun because I help, I get to help be a part of the storytelling and I get to help with shaping who these people are. And so, yeah, I, I think my, that's been something I've been enjoying and that I've never really um, done before and it's also something I've been doing during quarantine and yeah so we've had definitely um, projects greenlit ready to go but at the moment I'm producing 16 projects 16? Like, yeah and it feels like I'm just so happy because it's all in different areas and it's material I believe in and, and obviously we've had some amazing people come on board but that's um, that's something I am very proud of. It's like it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the hardest part about producing? I think uh, being on the same page. I think that's always something you have to navigate when you're collectively working on something. So it is just about balancing that, and and I think that's so far the only thing. If I don't, but I don't like being a part of something that I feel like I, I wouldn't relate to or that I have no interest in. So it's kind of like, 
well, I would be useless here. Um, <laughs> so it's always something I, I care about and it's always something that I think is, is of quality. And, you know, even tonight, we, I got to um, doing this like amazing cute premiere with my friend where it's like the first digital premiere or something for um, <laughs> David Henry, my, um, my best friend slash colleague. So we get to do that tonight and um, it's, it's, we're finding, I'm finding ways throughout this to bring joy to people and make sure that I stay sane. And how important is it to have, uh, of your 16 projects have diversity? That we're seeing people of all colors, sexual orientations. It's, it's it, yes, it's all over the realm. It, all of the the projects I'm working on is one thousand percent. You know, into we're doing projects with Latina women. We're doing. I'm actually part of producing. You know, this uh, diverse cast. I can't give too much about that one, but it, it, that's, that's been crucial. I've actually even just started noticing it with the small things that I do when I get back to work. You know, I, I had a photo shoot and my photographer was um, an incredible photographer and he brought his friend as well. But then I was like, mm, I've not, I, I don't think I've noticed this before or I'm like, mm. I don't, I, did, I didn't see that much. And that's not to, to be an insult. I just think we're all learning and it's, yeah. it's all kind of happening. But I do think that now I've noticed more than ever um, as far as where I'm working and who I'm working with. And mm. Yeah, I think that that's important. And I believe a lot of people have made that shift. That, to me, is necessary. So when are you going to direct? Long time, <laughs> a long time. I, I feel like I have a lot to do and I'm just, I'm so happy with the stuff I get to do. And I hope to just continue to build that. And to be honest, I feel like I've just gotten started in the acting world. So I'm excited for it all. So did you call Bill Murray and ask for advice on how to deal with Steve Martin? You can, you can call Bill Murray. He doesn't have a phone. <laughs> <I know. laughs> he is the best old school, like, no. I think I'd have to send him a fax, and I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> didn't didn't need that. Um, no, but Steve, I've met with Steve and Marty, and, and it's just... It's it's so cool, and I like to say that there has been this theme in, in acting for me from, from working with Billy Crudup to Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, now Steve and Marty. Um, it's just it's so fun because I end up having these really fun relationships with people who have no idea who I am, and they're just they're like, oh yeah, like Bill Murray would just call me Gomez and be like, Gomez, Gomez. Well, you look great. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll see you in person sooner than later. That is my hope. (laughs) (laughs) So good to talk to you, babe. And that's it for today's Big Ticket. And coming up next week, Cynthia Nixon. Find out what she has to say about being a part of Ryan Murphy's new Netflix series, Ratchet. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your up-to-the-minute Hollywood news, head over to Variety.com. Stay safe, be well, and please keep wearing those masks. See you next week.